0: get started well good evening welcome to Tuesday August the 11th 2020 thank you for opening up your hearts and your lives and your and your in your homes to me I just want you to know that I'm excited about the things of God I'm excited about what God's Doing. If you got your chance, get yourself something to drink, something to eat. Open up your Bibles with me to James chapter 1 because that's what we're going to read today. Um, remember, we've been talking about how to survive an attack. First, we have to know that we're going through an attack. But now, then we talked last week about how to, you know, how to survive an attack. We talked about our weapons. I want to talk to you tonight, real briefly, on about. You know, your soul being under attack. Remember we talked about that man is made up of a three-dimensional being. He's a spirit that has a body that has a soul, which is your mind, will, and emotions. And, you know, your battlefield as a Christian is in your soul, is in your mind. The devil wants to get control of your mind. He wants to get control of every aspect of your entire being because what he wants to eventually do is destroy you. But uh, like I said, if you got your Bibles, turn with me to James chapter 1. We're going to read a couple verses here. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk tonight about the soul being under attack. In James chapter 1, starting with verse 19, it says, Wherefore, my, my beloved brothers, let every man be swift, to hear slow to speak slow to wrath well that's something that needs to be worked on amen amen for the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of god you know as you're out there protesting and everything i believe in standing up for your rights but listen if you're doing it out of out of vindictive or out of vengeance or anything you're not showing the righteousness of god no you know but this is a scripture i wanted you to get it says, Wherefore laying aside, laying apart all filthiness and superficial of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save thy soul. Amen. Amen. Mm-hmm. Father, we just thank you that, Lord, that every heart's prepared, every mind's ready to receive. Father, illuminate your word to us. Give us revelation. Give us knowledge. Father, allow us never to be the same. Father, allow us not only to be hearers of the word, but doers also. Father, we thank you that God that as we listen to the word, we thank you that God that you're going to bring revelation to us. We thank you that Lord, that we're going to grow and grow into the likeness and the image of you. And it's in Jesus' name everybody said. Amen. 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 See, this there is some there is one great rule that we must always remember. Wounds left unattended attract spirits. In the natural Wherever an animal is badly wounded, vultures are Around it and circling it. Amen. that's how you know when something's dead. You look up and you see vultures swooping around You know when you look at an ant when a when an animal is down they attack and eat their prey That's what vultures do. You know these dumb These dumb and skimpy little birds do nothing to cause the downfall of the prey They just take advantage of it and help it die. Come on now. The same is true in the spiritual realm. When a hurt or a wound is left unattended in any area of our lives, it attracts the enemy. Yeah. That's why the Bible always is constantly talking about forgiving. You, you know, if you don't have a forgiving spirit, you have unforgiveness. you're opening the door up for the devil to come in and attack you. See, he will always he will always follow you, circle you, agitate you until he, that hurt causes your downfall. Did you ever notice the devil likes to always replay every incident? Yep. Yeah everything. Fine. Yep. You know you know, you can remember back when you stubbed your toe and when you fell. But you know the words that somebody says over you hurt even worse. Yep. You can remember. You can almost tell you till the minute, to the day, of the year that that happened. Come on now. I mean, you, 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 you let that wound that's unfester. You let it, and you unintended to it and everything. You're going to open the door up for the devil to come in and attack you. And he's circling you every moment of every second. He doesn't take vacations. Nope. He doesn't take a day off. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. He's always there circling you, attacking you, hitting you, always bringing these thoughts, always bringing stuff that go contrary to what the Word of God says. Amen. Amen. It is not, it is not dealt with. He will feed upon it until you are consumed.
1: Yeah.
0: Yep. How many times have you consumed that you, instead of casting down that thought, like 2 Corinthians 10, verse 5 says, casting down every imagination, every high thing or reasoning,
1: exalts
0: itself. exalts itself against the knowledge of God, taking into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Why do you think that He constantly bombards you and all of a sudden you start thinking on that thoughts? Listen, you can't stop thoughts from coming to your mind but you can make them become unboarded by not dwelling on them Amen. just like you can't stop a bird from flying over your head but you can stop that bird from nesting in your hair Amen. come on now many have left the ministry and left their mates and, or left their destinies because they did not recover from a hurt you know, you have a husband that said something harsh to you this morning. Do you know the devil festered that all day? Yeah, you you played that over. Well, I don't know why he had to be acting so grumpy today. Or I don't know why she. It must be her time of the month. <coughs> Come on now. You know, while that's just the Shranko in him. He he just has a bad attitude. No, it's not. That's the devil. And did you ever notice that when the devil replays it back to you, did you ever notice he adds things to it, he exaggerates it, makes yeah. it bigger than what it is, he makes the words even that much more bigger than what it is? Yep. See, when I used to tell stories, I used to be good at telling stories. I used to be able to tell stories, man, that I exaggerated big time. Amen. See, you, can, you, we can't play with hurts and wounds. Do do you see do you see that you can't play with hurts and wounds. Oh, we're having our Bible study. You you know you you got to you got you to gotta deal with it. And oh, you got to okay. deal with it in the right Bye. manner. You know, yes person hurt you. Yes, go back and tell them that. You know, don't don't just sweep it under the car- carpet so to speak when somebody hurts you. That ain't love. Love will stand you up and say, "Hey, wait a second. That word you just said to me hurt me." come on now see if you don't allow allow that to be addressed it's going to fester in you yeah. it's going to build up animosity and when animosity is built up it's going to bring in hatred when the hatred's built in it's going to bring unforgiveness why well, can't forgive that person I forgive them but I won't forget no when you forgive them you forget yep turn the channel yeah. come on now see we can we can't pretend they will go away if we don't think about them. They ain't going to go away. They're going to yeah. be there. Yep. The devil will just wrap it up and put it in a different box, but it's the same problem.
1: Yeah.
0: Come on now. There's nothing new under the sun the devil can do. See, hurts and wounds that have not been attended are primary causes of pain in believers who need deliverance. You, you need to allow God to pour the oil and the wine into you. Yep. You know, there's times that you might have to go the extra mile for that person. Remember when the, when the disciples came to Jesus and said, how many times should I forgive my brother? And remember one of them, Peter said, well, I guess, I guess if I forgive him seven times, is that good God? Is that good Jesus? Is that good Lord? Is that good Master? And Jesus said, no, 70 times seven a day. That's 490 times a day. If you need to forgive somebody 490 times, you got a problem. And so does that other person. Amen. Amen. See, these stages are called oppression, depression, and obsession. See, if you don't deal with them, not only will it oppress you. You know what oppression means? It means to constantly onslaught you, constantly press against you.
1: Have you depressed.
0: Next thing you know, you'll get depressed. Well, nobody likes me. Nobody loves me. I might as well go eat worms. Come on now. And then if you're not careful, you become obsessed. And then if you're not really careful, then you become possessed. Can a Christian have a demon? If you're talking about can a demon possess a Christian that is born again, no. But can a Christian have a demon? Yes, they can have a demon in their body just like you can have sickness in your body. Come on now. Not every sickness is a demon. Okay? <laughs> Tears, I getting Listen, when you get uh, oppressed, you'll get obsessed. When you get obsessed, you'll get depressed, and when you get depressed, you'll get possessed. You can you can literally walk away from your salvation and allow a demon to control and operate you to where he literally possess you, and the next thing you know, you're dead. Come on now, amen. amen. Hallelujah. See, Satan was was a, was against the soul of man. That's where Satan attacks the Christian, is in the soul of man. He attacks every person, whether you're a believer or not believer, in through your mind. See, if he can get... Remember the Bible, remember the word God says, and you've heard the old wise tale saying, the eyes are the keys of the windows of the souls? Do you realize that your eyes will project and, and see things that'll play a constant video recording their eyes do. The greatest picture you ever do is the picture that you see with your eyes. Come on now. Even as we look around the world today, we observe a war on the minds of people. So turn with me to First Peter. First Peter. I hope you're getting this, because if you get this, this is gonna help you. Verse, Verse 11, it says, It says, 1 Peter 2.11, it says, Dearly beloved, I beseech you as stranger and pilgrim, abstain from fleshly lust that war against your soul. Do you see? One of the problems that that we war against, the soul of man, is the lust of the flesh. Come on now. If we lust against the flesh... Remember, John, little John said he said that there that you you know the lust of the flesh is a pride of life. Yeah. Come on now, see lust of the flesh is a bountiful in the world today. Dear God, man, you can't even watch a commercial without seeing some half naked woman or half good looking guy. What what's that have to do with selling a car? But I they know that lust, at the car, you're at they the know dog. that lust will will energize you and motivate you to go out there and get that, amen? <laughs> I call it the natural arena because these attacks come by things we can explicitly see with our natural eye. <laughs> That's why lust of the flesh, you can also put it as the, the natural arena. Because anything you see with your eyes, you'll lust after. Come on now. That was number one. Number two, the second problem warring against the soul man takes place in the spiritual arena. It takes the word and, and the mature of our inner man to fight these attacks because it is spiritual arena we cannot see with our natural eyes. There is a real world that's more real than this world, and it's called the spiritual world. It's where God is, where the angels are, where the demons are. Come on now. See, in Matthew 22, in Matthew 22, see there, there's there's two things that, that attacks that war against your, your your soul. It's the lust of the flesh, or as I would like to call it, the natural arena. The second is what we would call the the that takes place in the soul of man. It's the spiritual arena. In Matthew twenty two, verse thirty seven, Jesus said unto them, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. Do you do you see that the Pharisees came and they were trying to tempt Jesus and they asked him what was one of the what was the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, Do "Love the Lord thy God with him, and him, and thou shall love him and him only. And love thy neighbor as thyself. And those two commandments ever law was fulfilled. Come on now, see our enemy. See if our enemy can keep our soul preoccupied and tormented, then we are unable to fully fulfill the plan of God for our lives. S- third, Third Little John, Chapter Two. Third Little John, Chapter Two. I told you, you we're gonna know your Bible when you come with me. Third John, Little Two. It says, "Beloved, I wished above all things that thou might prosper and be in health, even as a uh, soul prosperous. But the pro but the prospering of our soul determines the effect we have on this earth. See, that's why the devil attacks." your mind the way that he does. It's because if he can keep you. So the the arena of the human soul, there are five areas of the human soul. The will, the emotions, the intellect, the imagination, and the memory. Amen? There's five key areas of the human soul. The will, the emotions, number two, Number three is the intellect. Number four, the imagination. Number five, memory. Come on now, amen? And we're going to discuss all five of these in the next couple weeks. Amen? In Philippians chapter 2, you can write these down. Verse 11, or verse 12, I'm sorry. Verse 12, it says, Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my present only, but but not, not much more in my absence. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. See, you're supposed to work out your own salvation with fear and t- trembling. And this is one of the areas that you've got to work your own salvation out. God has done everything He's going to do with, with taking care of the sin problem. Because Jesus took care of the sin problem. We have sinner problem. It is up to us to renew our mind daily. isn't that what Romans 12, verse 2 says? You know, present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, and renew your mind daily with the Word of God. Verse 3. Come on now. So, the will under attack. We're going to take the first one here tonight, and then we'll pick up next week on the other ones. The will is under attack. Number one, remember, there's five arenas of your human soul. This is the most important because if the devil can get your will, he gets all the rest of it and including you. Come on now. The will under attack. The will is the dominant force of the human soul. Come on now. It doesn't matter if you are born again or not. The human will has the final say in any decision. Come on now. Yep. See, God created mankind with a will. We cannot make wrong decisions and then blame God for the outcome. Yep. We have a choice. We have our own will. We can either choose to do wrong or choose to do right. But it comes down to it's your choice. Well, this put, kind of blows out this Me Too movement where you start looking at yourself and you start going like I always tell people, have you ever gone and looked at the person that you go and comb your hair and brush your teeth, that person you're seeing in the mirror? That's your problem is you. Yeah. Come on now. Receive responsibility comes with the human will. How can you know the work of the human will over the rest of the soul? Let me give you an illustration. Your mother just made you a nice big meal. You ate, and all of a sudden, there, there's this cake. And all of a sudden, your imagination starts, whoa, man, boy, I bet you that icing's delicious. All of a sudden, your memory starts tasting what that's like. All of a sudden, your emotion starts saying, man, boy, when, oh, we can make room for that cake. Come on now. Yep. But what comes, what, what has the final decision is your will. All of a sudden, you say no. When you say no, all those other ones line up because it has to submit to your will. Come on now. Are you understanding what I'm saying? See, our will is the strongest part of our soulish living, our being. Our our will is the dominant force of our whole entire soul. So to speak, our emotions will line up, our intellect will line up, our imagination will line up, our memory will line up. Come on now. So the will, the will of the enemy, I, Isaiah. This is going to be number one of the will of the enemy. In Isaiah, <clears throat> Isaiah 14 not it. Isaiah 14. Hallelujah. Do you see, we're, talk, we're talking, we're taking down the five arenas of the natural soul. And the first one is the will. Remember, God didn't make you a robot. No. God gave you a will. Yep. And your will is the most dominant force in your soulish being. Yep. It'll make your intellect, It'll make your emotions, it'll make your imagination, it'll make your memory all line up. Yep. Come on now. Your will has a lot to do with whether you follow God or not. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, you choose. So the first enemy of your will is in Isaiah 14. Excuse me. Verse 12 through 14, it says. How thou art fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cast down to the ground which didst weaken the nation? For thou hast said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven, I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also above the mountain of the congregation in the side of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will take, take I'll, be, I'll be like the most high. Yet thou hast been brought down to hell to the side of the pit. You can read the rest yourself. See, Satan has a will. He said, I will exalt myself. Well, you don't understand. I have my say-so, and I need to have it. What are you doing? You're exercising your will. Come on now. Luke 10, 18 says that I beheld Satan fall from heaven like a lightning bolt you want to study something? Study lightning bolts once.
1: That's representing that's representin Lucifer, Satan. Okay?
0: See, by his will, he changed his stat, status from Lucifer to Satan.
1: Did he not? Yep. God didn't create Satan. He made Lucifer. Yep. See, Lucifer likes to walk around, or Satan, the accuser the brother, the principality,
0: whatever you want to name him.
1: He likes to walk around and give you the give you the uh, make your imagination think that he's all powerful. Yes, he has power, but he's a creative being just like you are.
0: Yep. Come on. Go on now. Though the through his choice of his will, Lucifer
1: or his own destiny, and he said, "I will told my throne above God's." Throne. The creation can never look at the Creator and say, "Why did you make me this way?" Just like a, just, just like the clay can't look at the potter and say, "Why did you fool me like this?" John 10.10 says that these comes to steal, guns, kill, kill, and, and destroy. Jesus said, came I came to give life and life more like it's it's easy, 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 easy than see Jesus' destiny wasn't wasn't that to begin him. with. He was he was he was, he was, was, he was the, most the most beautiful, beautiful cherub, cherub, the most beautiful angel, born the morning angel, the one that had all the musical instruments. He's the one that led the choirs in heaven. was the reason God. Until, until a new Nicholas was founded because, because church, he chose to allow sin to dominate him. Come on, come on now. Seeing the soul see, see of God, the enemy is still stealing the will of God from you. From you. You, know, you, you have to have decision. decision. The of lack will, you can even cause death. death. You have to know, have a decision. You have to have of in it. You know, Father, and a Father, you need just need start to start becoming, becoming, becoming a, man a man of the house, house and becoming you know, what God, God called, called you, you to be. Not a not dictator, but her, somebody who brought the children her, with their wife, wife instead of passing pass, pass sure it by the saying, what does others mother this? You should have a final authority. Come on, come on now. Glad does not know the good. So how does the human world go under the attack of the enemy? By the idea of the self-positive logic. Dictionary of the Dictionary of the Science Centre. What it is, what it is. Definition, definition defines, defines these words, words as lack, life, lack, lacking, lacking energy, energy, energy will, will. And if you're so 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 a no have more and more drowsiness. drowsiness. So when so they're under attack, so we lose our, our, see it, forgot it, can well, yeah, and the animals causing human world acid acid. Through constant it vex day say so wise ass man. Come on down, come on down. He's constant, he's a wise See, see a lot of times, of the times getting getting fresh, fresh, we, we, we want to go we on the ho, walk and ball, ball. And, and cry cry, his oh, me. No one knows, no one knows who I'm through, I can't make it, and I'm, never, I'm never going do anything I'm never going out of mouth and mouth that's a life, a life in a hell Come on now, now God, God I created, created for something, something great, great It is yours, yours, your whether you want to fill God's, God's destiny. destiny I know a man, know. a man that, that went to heaven. Yeah, that heaven, he said, he said, that
0: God owed on a book, that was written through his horns, his own, his own, his life, life, his life, his life, his life and I said, I said I thought to myself as the spirit of God spoke to my heart and said,
1: just as just God had opened, God opened God the book up for you, you written it before you was, he created was created in your mother's, mother's womb, womb, soon as he the Lucifer, the devil devil. He has a, a book that's written that how he's gonna destroy you how he's gonna stop you how you it. Your destiny as God has for you. Every one of us has a destiny. Why does some people go out before their time? I don't know, I'm not God. Neither are you, or are you. Come on now. now. If you God wanted you to know, you would do a Judge. Quit dwelling on everybody else. Quit pointing a finger and looking at everybody else and start looking at yourself and say, I haven't ever of my destiny. Come on now. So, through constant dexterity <laughs> and harassment, let's look at Bible examples of the strong will made weak judges. Everybody should know this story. Judges. Which, which one of the stories are we going to Judges. Judges.
0: Before Kings and after Kings. Before After Joshua. Yeah, after Joshua. Judges. Judges chapter 13. Everybody knows this story about Samson. No. Yep. Well,
1: Come on now, how would a strong will
0: can be made weak, Samson? Remember when Samson was was
1: before he was
0: born, that that God, an angel, of God appeared to his mother and said that he would be a, a ruler of Israel and he would he would rule Israel that he would take and and save Israel from the Philistines. Yep. Even in his youth, Samson,
1: Samson, Samson,
0: Samson, Samson. Even in his youth, it says that he he, did, he picked up a jawbone of an ass and killed thousands upon thousands of Philistines. Yep. Come on now. See, Samson had a problem. He loved the women of the world and choose them over the women of God. Yep. Let me tell you something, young people out there, and you older people that are looking for a mate, don't go outside the family of God. It doesn't mean outside the race. As you think, race of your color. That has not, it's talking about the race. Either don't go outside your race, meaning don't go outside the kingdom of God to get yourself a wife or a husband because they'll they'll lead you down the path of wrong. If you don't get anything out of this, remember Samson, he loved the women of the world more than the women of God. And what happened when he got hooked up with Delilah? she took his power? Yes, she she did. Look at verse, chapter 16. Judges 16. Verse 15 and 16. Verse 15. It says, And she said unto him, How can thou say I love thee when thou in thy heart is not with me? Thou hast mocked me these three three times, and thou hast told me wherefore thy strength lieth. And it came to pass that when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. What does the devil do to your will? He vexes it. He harasses it. She nagged him, nagged him, nagged him, nagged him till finally he said, okay, here we go. This is how, this is where my power lies. Come on now. Amen? Look with me to... Genesis chapter 39. I'm going to show you another one. How can the power of strong will be turned to weak? Now I'm going to show you how a strong will stays strong. In Genesis 39. In Genesis 39, everybody remember Joseph? Amen? Yep. Remember his brother sold him into slavery? Yep.
1: 39. <laughs> Yep. remember
0: Joseph was was uh we became in the uh, the servant of of uh, Potiphar remember he worked in Potiphar's house house yeah look at verse seven it says and it came to pass after these things that the master's wife cast her eyes upon Joseph and she said lie with me she was trying to get him to commit adultery yeah. with her and Joseph, Said nah, uh, I don't think so. Remember the Bible says that he he, he left the house, he left his cloak there, and then she bled, and you read the story for yourself and you should know the story. How J- Joseph was an honorable man. See, he left his will. He could allow his his flesh, which is his imaginations, and all that which was part of his soul override his His will, but he firmly stood and said, "No, I will not violate Potiphar. He's been good to me." Yep. Come on now, Samson gave away his strength and gave away his will because of constantly being vexed. Joseph was constantly being vexed, but he stood strong on the word of God. Yep. Come on now. So, don't don't demonic attack. Spiritual attacks target the control of our will if we if our will is Broken we will fall That's why the Bible constantly say how can can a contrite spirit mean a broken spirit? If you allow your will to become broken where you literally just give up and say okay, well, whatever I guess this must not be God's will for me See, by by making sin attractive, the enemy aims to weaken our human will and cause us to fall, fail God and humanity. That's why he makes sin look so pleasurable. That's why Paul told young Timothy, sin's pleasurable for a season, then the judgment of God comes. See, God won't override your will. If you want it, he's going to. You might say, "Well, I disagree." Remember when the children of Israel wanted a king? Yeah. Come on now, in First Samuel. Remember, remember, remember he wanted a king. Remember, God told Samuel, "said Give him a king, but tell him what the king's going to do." Because see, God was their king. God was the one that took them through the wilderness. God's the one that took them through the desert. God's the one that gave them the promised land. But they wanted to be like other nations. Quit, compromise, quit comparing yourself with everyone else and start comparing yourself the way God sees you. Come on now. But see, God allowed them to, of their will, saying they want a king, give them a king. God says, you want to go lust after that person? More power to you. I'll step back and allow you to do it. Remember the Bible says in Genesis, not man the Spirit of God will not always strive with man. The Holy Spirit will try to lead you to to fulfill what God the Father has written down since the foundation of the earth for your life. And His job is to be your comforter, to be your guide, to be your protector. But there's times that the Holy Spirit has to step back because He cannot override your will. Listen, the devil cannot make you do anything unless you allow him. Did you hear what I just said? The devil cannot do anything against you unless you allow him. Well, the devil made me do it. No, you. No, it didn't. The devil didn't make you do it. You allowed the devil to influence you, that you did it. The devil all he can do is bring suggestions. All he can do is bring bring the lust of whatever you're lusting after because you got to remember he met, he sends these demons around you. They know your makeup. They know what's going to make you stumble what's going to make you fall. Listen, if you have a problem with lust, he's going to throw pornography big time at you. Yeah. Yep. Come on now. If you have a problem with alcohol, he's going to throw alcohol at you big time. Yep. Nobody forced to pour alcohol down my throat. I did it because I willingly did it. Yeah. because see I was a wounded and I didn't take care of my wound with the word of God pouring the oil and the wine of the word of God into that wound I allowed that wound to fester and then all of a sudden it became poisonous just like you would let a wound that you don't get the right antibiotic or put the right ointment on it or aid on it it'll fester then it will turn into a bigger problem. That's what happens. That's why Jesus said if you look upon lust in your heart, you've already committed adultery. He never said to act. He said if you look with with your eyes, he said it would be better off to go into heaven with, with one eye than to go to hell with both. If your hands offend you, cut it off. Come on now. We want to always put the responsibility either on God or the devil. Listen, the responsibility is not on God nor the devil. It's on you. God did everything he's going to do at the cross of Calvary for your makeup as a human being. He took care of the sin problem. He redeemed you from the curse. Come on now. You know what the curse says? The curse is you're redeemed from sickness, poverty, and spiritual death. Yep. He took care of that. He took care of the sin problem. Remember John 16 says that the Holy Spirit's job here is to convict the world of their sin of what? Of not knowing Him. Yep. Of not knowing Jesus. That, smoking ain't going to send you to hell. You're going to have to light up in hell to smoke, but it ain't going to send you to hell. Committing adultery ain't going to send you to hell. Commit, killing somebody ain't going to send you to hell. Not knowing Jesus Christ is what's going to send you to hell.
1: Because if you know Jesus, you won't be That's
0: because the love of God's been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost. When you become a Christian and you become born again, a child of the living God, God's nature and likeness comes inside you and recreates your reborn-again spirit. That the first characteristic of the fruit of God that manifests in a Christian's life is love. Love ain't going to kill you. Come on now. Oh, dear God. See... He makes sin look attractive. Understand that the devil cannot violate your will. Always remember that. He must have your permission to take your will. That's why you have these people that sell their soul to the devil. Why do you think they videotape them doing that? They say, "I, I do this as an act of my own free will. And then they sign it in blood. Remember, Jesus said life is in, life is in the blood. Yeah. That's why you wasn't supposed to eat the blood in the Old Testament. You still ain't supposed yeah, to eat they, the blood. The blood, the blood is the is life source. Remember when Jesus appeared after his resurrection? He said, touch me. I'm flesh and bone. He didn't say flesh and blood. Like blood yes. Come on now. The Holy Spirit also will never violate your human will. The devil, on the other hand, wants to violate and control your will. He'll do everything he can to get you to give up your will. But if you stand strong and fight, he won't won't, uh, be able to take your will. Come on now. That's why it's so important to renew your mind daily with the Word of God. That's why it's so important to think on those things that are pure, just, and good report. That's why it's so important to feed upon the Word of God. Get the Word down deep inside you that you start thinking the way God thinks and you start speaking the way God speaks. I think it's a compliment to a Christian person when somebody says, we're trying to act like God. Why aren't you trying to act like somebody? I'd rather act like God. I'm not saying I am God. I am nothing without God. My my righteousness and my sins are still as red as scarlet and filthy rags before God. But I stand in the righteousness of Jesus Christ. Because not only is, is he my Lord, not only is he my Savior, but he is my King. He sits upon my heart. Have I arrived? I wish I could sit here tonight and tell you I have arrived. Blessed be God, I haven't. How many times have you heard me say that there's times that I thought I've arrived in love? Then something happens. God knocks my head back down to where my feet's at and shows me I haven't arrived at all. Yeah. Come on now. Glory to God. Let me close with this. He will wear. He will wear. Wear you down by tragedies, harassments, bombardments until you, he owns you. He will do everything he can to barb you. He'll do everything. He'll bring up past things. And like I said, he likes to exaggerate them. He likes to stretch them to where they're not as true as they once were said to you. All of a sudden, you ever notice that you can go and if you stood 40 people up in a line, and I did a de- demonstration and everybody that was in the 40 people turn around under the first person could see what I did then that first person would go to the second person and do the what I just did. By the time it got to the 40th, they would have me dancing on the ceiling, and I never did that. Yep. Did you ever notice when somebody tells you something, you put your own interpretation on it, and you bring out your own saying? Yeah. Yep. And then when you tell Dave, Dave goes and tells Mary, Mary goes and tells... Megan, Megan goes and tells, Danny, Danny goes and tells, so-and-so, and so-and-so goes, by the time it gets back to you, it's so far-fetched, it's almost like when those guys used to come in the bar, man, and talk about their fishing story, when they first started, before they started getting intoxicated, the fish was only only six inches long. By the time they got a couple beers in them, all of a sudden that fish became a foot long. When they got really, really trashed, that fish was the biggest fish. It was bigger than Moby Dick. Come on now. Amen. But do you see? He's going to bombard you. He's going to tell you how many times you failed. He's going to bring up all the times that you've sinned. Do you ever notice the Bible says that God doesn't remember your sins no more? Yep. As far as the east is from the west, he never remembers them. He says he puts them in the sea of forgetfulness, meaning that God ain't the one bringing it up. It's, mm-hmm. it's the devil bringing it up to you, and you're, and we're dumb enough to fall into it, and we play into him. We rehearse yep. it. Well, you know what so-and-so did to me. Yep. Come on now. Was me. When somebody does something wrong to you, go confront them. Put them on the thing. Whoa! Wait a second. You said some some sharp words there, buddy. I just want you to know that they cut. They they ask you to forgive them. You forgive them. Then you walk away. And when the devil brings that up, you tell him, "Ah, that's under the blood." You go talk to the one that put that put the blood there. You can talk to him. He don't want to. You don't want to do that. Come on now. Quit rehearsing. Cause the devil's been barred in you. He's bombarding you. Remember what I said when I first started, a wound that is not attended to is an open door. If you don't open, if you constantly allow that wound not to be healed, the devil will bombard you and bombard you till he gets you to the place that you say, alright I give up. Because when you say that, you're giving the devil free access and free authority to come in and take over your will. Why do you think that it's that you come to the altar and you surrender to God? Meaning you're giving up. You're admitting, I can't do this on my own, God. I'm not, I can't take control of this What I've been battling. Only you can. Because you're giving, you're surrendering. Come on now, remember going into battles? Once you waved the white wave flag, that means you surrender. Yeah. Come on now. That's what you do when you go to God, is you're surrendering. See the battle is over the control of your will. See, because if if God can't con- if God is not the author and controlling your will, the devil will be. Listen, everything your flesh used to do still wants to do. Yeah. Everything that your mind wants to do, which is your soul wanted to do, it's gonna do because it's gonna line up with the flesh. Yep. Remember Paul said, there's a war be- going on between me against the spirit and the body and the soul is in the middle, meaning your mind, will, and emotions, your imaginations, your intellect. You know, it's it's still going to want to do your flesh. Yep. Your flesh wants to sleep. Come on now, more than it should. Oh, your yeah. flesh wants to indulge in more than it should. You know? you know, I mean, if you if you study, if you ever know, a glass of wine is good for you. But if you can't control that, because mm-hmm. your flesh dominates you, your flesh is going to have all those other ones rise up against your will, and you're going to make your will submit. Yep. See, the devil is going to come, and if you have a strong will, do you ever know a strong-willed child? Oh, yeah. When you have a strong-willed child... The devil knows this. If you have a strong will, he's going to use other areas of your soulish realm to get to you, to get to that will. That means he's going to bring your emotions into it. And this is what we're going to talk about next week, about your emotions. Your intellect. Your imagination. Your memory. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get to your will, because see, if he can get to your will, he got to the center of you. Remember what I said? Your eyes are the keys to the window to your soul, meaning to your spirit. If he can get control of your mind, he has you. He got you obsessed. He got you oppressed. He got you depressed. The next thing he knows, he's going to move down and possess you. Come on now. I hope I helped you. Next week we're going to talk about the attack on the emotions. You gave your will over to it well the devil made me, no the devil didn't make you do it, the devil might have suggested it just like God can give you suggestions run away say whore, whore, whore come on now you know, some of you married guys out there, you have a woman that's putting the moves on you, why don't you stand in the midst of her and scream at the top of your lungs, whore whore Babylon, whore Babylon I guarantee (laughs) she won't be hitting on you ever again come on now It's your choice whether you open up that app. Look at that video. The devil might suggest it, and he might force you and bombard you and get you to the place where you just finally give in. What did he do? He just took over your will. Amen. Well, I hope I helped you. Let me go ahead and pray for you. If there's anyone out there that... Maybe today's your last day that you're going to breathe the breath on this earth. Maybe you're going to go after this. Listen to this and go lay your head down or sit down in your favorite chair, lean back, and all of a sudden your heart stopped. I want to ask you this question: Do you know where you would spend eternity? Listen, this world is this world is evaporating day by day, moment by moment. You need to start asking yourself the question: Where am I going to spend eternity? If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you an opportunity to accept Him as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you once was in Father's house and you turned your back and walked away and you need to come back. I want to pray the prayer with you too. And I I want you guys to say this with me. Say, Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I admit that I've been wrong. I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I cannot do this on my own. I ask you to come into my heart. And I believe, Father, according to your word, you said that if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart the Lord Jesus Christ, I shall be saved. I thank you, Father, that my name's no longer blotted out of the Lamb's book of life. I thank you, Father, from this day forward, I dedicate and consecrate my life to do your will, to fulfill my destiny. And I thank you for the fire of the Spirit of God to come into my life, in Jesus' name. If you prayed that prayer, please let me know. I encourage you to find somebody and tell them that you gave your life to Christ. And if you and and I also encourage you to find a good Bible-based church, get hooked up in with it, hook up with the pastor, get around people, like precious faith that will build you. And if you would like to help us out, there's at the bottom of this program. There's a there's places where you can give. Uh, any amount would be very appreciative. We thank you for it. Beforehand, we believe, we're believe we believing God for a thousand of you to come and join up with us to further, further the kingdom of God. Now, let me pray for the rest of you. Father, I just pray that God, that the word of God be penetrated deep into their hearts. Allow their ground to be fallow ground. Allow it to be able to sink deep where it gets... Deep down in it to where it has right nourishment and right truth, the Father that would spring up and grow. The f-